Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Faster my good evening at half past five. This is update for Thursday, 5th of February, 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. And background to that news, we've got Manx Sport and Business, Sea Watch and Travel Updates. And the newsmakers in person this evening, 4,600 people are waiting to get an NHS dentist. The island plan is the future, says the Chief Minister. The Ransom Tribunal report is out. Uh, the TT is financially viable, says the government, and in 10 years, nine new public sector homes have been built. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast to my Siobhan Fletcher. Fast to my. A report looking into government's management of the Dr. Roslyn Ranson case has found that litigation was not conducted to a satisfactory standard of competency, but not for any sinister reason. Richard Wright Casey says the tribunal defence undertaken by the DHSC was conducted in good faith, and there is no evidence that any documents were modified, false, or deliberately misleading. Gough Commissioners is increasing its rate by 14%, the highest of any authority on the island. It will be set at 191.5 pence in the pound, and the local authority says the decision was made after careful discussion. The number of Manx residents waiting to join an NHS dental waiting list has increased for more to more than 4,600. It's up almost 400 compared to September last year, with some of those on the list having been waiting almost four years. Further afield, Northern Ireland's government could sit on Saturday for the first time in two years. The DUP has written to the Speaker at Stormont, confirming the conditions exist for the return of power sharing. We understand Lewis Hamilton's on the brink of a move to Ferrari. He's won six of his seven world titles with Mercedes. And a monkey that was on the run from a zoo in the Scottish Highlands has been caught in someone's garden. The Japanese macaque called Honshu escaped from its closure on Sunday. There your headlines, news at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Siobhan. From the Ronalds Way Met Office, there is a strong wind warning in the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is moderate and the evening weather on the Isle of Man, cloudy and dry. Some drizzle outbreaks and widespread hill fog in a moderate, later fresh, then strong southwesterly. We're down to six degrees through the night, but it'll rise overnight to about eight degrees around dawn. For Friday, Jehenya, cloudy tomorrow with patchy drizzle, especially over Windward Hills and coasts in a fresh to strong southwesterly, up to 12 degrees Celsius. Overnight minimum is 8. For Jasan, Saturday, cloudy with only intermittent uh, rain on a fresh to strong southwest wind. Top temperature, 11. Tides on the way out, low waters 21 minutes before 10. High tide, quarter to 4 a.m. Sunrise, 4 minutes past 8. And the morning low water at 2 minutes past 10. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
And the motor vessel Manxman is due in in the next 10 minutes. The number of Manx residents waiting to join an NHS dentist waiting list has increased to more than 4,600, up almost 400 compared to September last year, with some of those on the list having been on the list for four years. The story from Sean Cowper. The latest figures from Manx Care show there were 4,648 people looking to go on a dentist's list as of the end of December, including 112 who were added to the list in that month. Nearly 1,500 of those waiting to be allocated a dentist are children, while some of those on the list have been waiting more than 200 weeks. Manx Care says it currently expects those joining the list to face a seven to nine month wait. Meanwhile, the healthcare provider has announced it will be able to start offering checkups at Hillside Dental Practice from next week. Manx Care took over the facility in December after Regent Dental handed back its contract, but has so far been unable to offer any non-emergency treatment. It's after a cyber attack on an IT system used by the previous provider prevented Manx Care from migrating data, it's now decided to revert to paper records. The practice will be offering checkups from Monday the 5th of February, prioritising children and those who've been waiting a long time for their appointments. The Chief Minister says we need to get out of the Covid view that government's got to support everybody. Alfred Cannon MHK was asked whether there should be more help for Manx businesses in these challenging financial times. He said focusing on the priorities of the island plan will ultimately make the biggest difference. So the very best thing that we can do for, for small businesses is deliver on our high level targets which will drive a future economy more successfully forward and that means more people living and working on the island but also critical targets for example around tourism and our ambition is to get that tourism figure up to half a million people a year that will also provide a lot of small businesses with 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 an additional boost that doesn't take away the need for us to keep an eye on you know what is happening in 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 that sort of micro economy and you know i appreciate it is tough and and it's you know tough for a number of reasons inflation the costs of goods and things and so it's not something that we are not considering and i can tell you that you know that we are always trying to understand what can be done and of course you know where appropriate you know we have got evidence that we are willing to step into the market but less so for businesses and more so for people but we do need to try and get out of this covid view that the government must step in to help every business sector in certain circumstances because really covid was 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 a one-off and we've got to try and let the market natural market and the success of that, which we which we hope to drive by delivering on the island plan, ensuring that, that these small businesses can find ways to survive. But there's also lots of other reasons why, you know, a small business, for example, may find it difficult, and that includes competition opening up. So I try to steer away from just picking on, on one individual example and look at the, the economy more broadly. And the, as I said to you right at the beginning, the evidence is that the economy more broadly is still doing well, even though we are all feeling that. And I... And I acknowledge this, all feeling that in our pocket. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast.
Pastor Mai, live from Douglas in the Alabama. It's 22 minutes before six. Despite the departure of two senior members of staff, Manxcare says there'll be no disruption to breast services in the Alabama. The consultant oncoplastic breast surgeon and consultant breast radiologist are leaving on the 16th of February. Exec Director for Health Services Oliver Radford says recruitment is underway. From the breast surgical side, we've secured a single locum doctor who's coming to us towards the end of February. She's joining us for six months from a locum position in in Liverpool. From a a breast radiology point of view, we have a a couple of locums coming over the next couple of months and our substantive part-time breast radiologist, Dr. Miller, joins us for just over a month in May and June, which gets us to that six-month period. Clearly, the use of, of locum doctors isn't ideal. It doesn't provide stability for the service, which is why we're going out to advert shortly for a replacement breast surgeon and a replacement breast radiologist. We're confident that we'll be able to find replacements for our two consultants who are leaving and we've actually already had some expressions of interest from consultants who are experienced breast surgeons working in the UK. Whilst this is an unfortunate interruption in, in the service, we're hopeful and confident that we'll get things back on track towards the end of the year. Our recruitment of permanent doctors across not just the hospital but mental health and other places within Manx Care has been really successful over the last 12 months and our reliance on locum doctors in particular has really, really reduced. Clearly, the overspend 30 million to show that we've still got financial challenges within Manx Care. As the minister said, most of that is down to inflationary pressures and growth in demand rather than the use of, of banking agency. The Department of Enterprises Head of Motorsport remains confident over the financial viability of the Isle of Man- TT races in the long term. Paul Phillips acknowledges there are continuing cost challenges around holding the event, but thinks demand and proper planning is helping to combat the obstacles. I think it's fair to say that in sport, generally in motorsport, it's a challenging situation. In the island, more generally, it's a challenging situation, and that's why it's so important that the sort of strategic position for TT focuses on things like generating income and and growing audience to ensure that it's financially sustainable to deal with the short-term cost pressures, but also the the, the future cost pressures. One thing's for certain that the cost of motorsport will always increase year on year on year, and and a lot of that is linked to the the fixed cost of infrastructure and risk management, particularly with something like the TT, which has so much risk attached to it, and the development of initiatives around reducing and removing those risks where possible. And it's all part of the same conundrum, really, you know, in terms of that that desire to be sustainable. By the time we got to the pandemic, the TT had got to about 45,000 fans a year. Then the first TT back in 22, there, there was a there was a drop-off. 23 was back to just under that 45,000 mark, so almost back to pre-pandemic levels. We're, hope, we're aiming and hoping for a slightly higher number. And um, There is a finite number that can come based on the infrastructure, but the reason that the event has been re- restructured in terms of the schedule is to try and deal with the peak in the middle weekend and also give people more options around a second weekend end of, of racing and with things like more air travel coming back online post-pandemic and slightly increased ferry capacity with new ship etc there's an opportunity for that not just this year but in, into the future as well we hope you know the TT is in a fabulous place at the moment I genuinely believe that I'm not just saying that because I work on it I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it and I, I genuinely believe that this is an exciting time we are growing audience all around the world very quickly and more and more people are seeing and realizing how special the TT is <laughs> 
Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Banksman left Hesham at seven minutes past two. She'll be into Douglas uh, any minute now. Onto the link span, departing this evening at seven forty-five, arriving in Hesham at half past eleven. Overnight departures two fifteen from Lancashire, back to Douglas at six tomorrow morning, and the morning departure eight forty-five. Manxman heads to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. In the past 10 years, just nine, nine new public sector homes have been built. The lack of development in this area has been criticised by the chair of the Timwell Committee on Poverty. But David Ashford, chair of the Housing and Communities Board, says work's underway. While we talk about new builds of public sector housing, a lot of it has been replacing existing stock. And from my point of view, what we need to be doing is ensuring we expand the public sector housing stock because the population has expanded, but the amount of stock available hasn't actually expanded with it and that requires working with public sector housing providers including local authorities to be able to look at what we can do to expand that stock. The simple fact is it is going to require investment, it is going to require money um, which is probably not what everyone wants to hear but it is going to actually require that level of investment and we need to find out how we can do that. So what are we going to see in terms of new houses in 2024? So the affordable housing units I spoke of for instance there's developed Developments at the moment going on at Retinamere and Balasala. There's Balacubin and Colby, the Shipyard Road, Ramsey. Those are due to come to fruition this year. The Housing Association work, I would hope, will be well progressed throughout this year to be able to move that forward. The Tenancy and Arbitration Scheme, which is radically needed for renters and also landlords, um, is looking to be completed this year as well. So there is an awful lot of work going on and there will be advancement around the homeless strategy as well, which I've just spoken about, about getting the support for those individuals to make sure it's not just about shoving them in a, in a with a roof over their head, but ensuring they have the support to be able to ensure they can stay in accommodation long term. Those are all things that are on the agenda for this year in 2024. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, the Bank of England left interest rates unchanged at 5.25%, percent five and a quarter percent today, as widely expected. The nine-strong monetary policy committee voted by a majority of six to three to leave the cost of borrowing on hold. External members uh, Jonathan Haskell and Catherine Mann voted for a 0.25 percentage point increase to 5.5% while Swati Dingra opted for the cut of the same size. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The world's largest sovereign wealth fund, the Norway-based government pension fund Global, has hinted that the Danish drug maker Novo Nordisk and the US rival Eli Lilly could become the first trillion-dollar healthcare companies. Driven by surging demand for Wegovy and Ozempic, diabetes and weight loss drugs now available in Europe, Novo Nordisk reported strong 2023 earnings with its market value surpassing $500 billion for the first time. Eli Lilly stands at roughly $612 billion market valuation. Novo Nordisk is only the second European company ever to cross that milestone, Bloomberg reports, after the French brand LVMH Louis Vuitton. Uh, sales climbed 36% to 33%. 0.7 billion in 23. The Danish company reported while profits rose to nearly 15 billion dollars, both surpassing analyst expectations. The profit was its biggest in over 30 years, and Nova Nordisk says it expects 18% to 26% sales growth this year, driven by their blockbuster diabetes drugs. Barclays anticipates the global weight loss drug market will grow to 200 billion dollars within the next decade, with benefits extending to cardiovascular 
cardiovascular, kidney and liver health. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks were slightly lower after that Bank of England hold on interest rates. The dollar strengthened, global oil prices climbed and gold oscillated, weighed by a stronger dollar. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 down just over a tenth of a percent at 7,622. The DAX in Frankfurt down just over a quarter of a percent at 16,859. A short time ago in New York City as the trading day continues, the Dow Jones Industrial up just over two tenths of a percent at 38,235. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up almost half a percent at 15,236. The S&P 500 in Chicago up just over four tenths of a percent at 4,866. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.1 cents, one euro, 17.1 cents, and 23 South African rand, 61 cents. In commodities, gold's up one and just over a tenth of a percent at $2,062 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up seven tenths of a percent at $81.19. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. <laughs> you should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Isle of Man Green Party has previously described plans to explore for gas in Manx waters as a backward step. But what if it could help finance the transition to renewables? The question was put to the Green Party leader, Lamar Craig, on Man in Line today. If we were so against gas and oil, then we'd be boycotting and we'd be, you know, stood outside Paul Rose and... <laughs> you know, asking all of our members to bombard them and all of that kind of stuff. We're not. We understand that that's where our energy source comes from. And, you know, I, for one, would like to live in a flat that's nice and warm and, you know, be able to have a hot shower and boil the kettle. So, you know, we're not expecting it to change overnight. Um, But what we don't want is to invest down the wrong road and that's what we're doing and and, and it's a new um, venture that that the Isle of Man government is employing with this um, private business and you know we're not entirely sure how much revenue is going to be generated from it anyway so that's that's the reality of it is that there's a green fund out there at the minute local government can't even get any money from that Um, if that promise was to come by from the government that they would set aside all of the funds generated from um, the Kroger um, you know revenue then and put that towards renewables then the Green Party would have a make a decision we'd contact our members we'd have a make a decision as a committee and then see what our stance is but that's not been promised update brought to you by simcox advocates 
Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with motorsport, the Isle of Man TT Races is planning to bring in enhanced medical standards for competitors from 2025. Organisers ACU Events Limited says in collaboration with Manx Road Racing Medical Services, a new initiative is being launched to enhance the physical and mental health of riders. Once in place, the project will see races be subject to further assessments alongside the measures already in place. Currently, riders must file a medical report to the ACU as part of their application for a mountain course licence. Under the new plans from next year, each competitor will then also be subject to on-event medical assessment before first qualifying. Data such as lactate levels, blood glucose, heart rate and grip strength will be monitored before and after sessions. It's hoped, officials add, it will offer clarity on the TT's inherent risks and the unnecessary risks to help the event run safely without impacting the spectacle or DNA of the races. Staying with motorsports and Kevin Rousseau's Sidecar World Championship commitments won't be affected by him joining Ben Birchall for this year's TT. That's from Steinhausen Racing, for which the Frenchman is passenger and teammate to Manx sidecar driver Harry Payne in the FIM competition. The team has confirmed Rousseau will remain with the outfit for the latest World Championship campaign and is wishing him well in his separate endeavours on the Snaefell Mountain course later this year. For TT 2024, Rousseau is replacing Tom Birchall, who announced his immediate retirement from racing in December. And in football, Manx amputee footballer Sean Jackson has enjoyed a dream debut for his club as he made his return from a long-term injury. He made his first appearance for Everton during game day one of fixtures of the IKO, EAFL and scored the opening goal in a 2-2 draw with Portsmouth. Everton then earned a commanding 5-2 win against Chelsea in their second match. Jackson missed the entire 2023 campaign due to rupturing an ankle ligament whilst representing England at the 2022 World Amputee Football Cup. Jackson also took to social media afterwards to say he was buzzing to start his Everton journey. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound on Ronald's Way, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in 10 minutes early. Next in, it's the 10 past 7. It's uh, Charter inbound from Enotechio in Finland via Newcastle. That's 10 past 7 showing on time. The 5 to 8 Logan Air from Liverpool, returning patient transfer is on time. And the 8 o'clock Logan Air from London City showing on time. Outbound, just the 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, currently showing on time. On the roads in Colby, a phase closure on the Ballakill Ferry Road for water main work. Temporary lights in Onkin on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. In Andrus, Kian Drockard Road's closed in phases for water main work. South of Kirk Michael, closure of the Ballalai Road for water main work. The Ballamoda has got temporary lights at the bottom uh, by the Grenoble Road Junction for patching work. North of Port Aaron, Survey Mill Road's closed for drainage work. In Peel, temporary lights on Ramsey Road on uh, Battery Lane for cable work. Temporary lights at West Kimmerick Road in Bride for ditching work. And the Heritage Trail is closed off the road between Crosby and Glenvine for duct insulation. Uh, look out in Douglas, temporary lights on Circular Road at Westmoreland Road, Upper Church Road for that fire hydrant replacement. Uh, temporary lights at the bottom end of Summerhill for gas repairs. Temporary lights on Victoria Road near Linden Grove for work on the road surface. And Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement. A section of Switzerland Road is closed for construction work. Temporary lights on Lord Street too between the bus station and Duke Street should finally finish tomorrow. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. 
A new report looking into the government's management of the Dr. Rosalind Ransom case has found that litigation was not conducted to a satisfactory standard of competency, but states that was not for any sinister reason. The story from Siobhan Fletcher. The report has found that litigation undertaken by the Department of Health and Social Care was conducted in good faith, and there is no evidence that any documents submitted to the tribunal were modified, false or deliberately misleading. Richard Wright KC was appointed to undertake the independent review following the conclusion of the former medical director's employment tribunal in June last year. He worked alongside a select committee to analyse the case. In his conclusions, Mr Wright KC states that the decision to defend the claim was taken in accordance with established procedure, was legally justifiable and was an appropriate decision for the DHSC to make at the time that it was made. He has, however, critiqued the Attorney General's chambers, stating that it failed to appreciate the significance and complexity of this claim from the outset and failed to grasp the potential for significant reputational damage arising from these proceedings for both the DHSC and the wider Isle of Man government. He also found that there was a clear conflict in the role of Catherine Magson as Chief Executive, with responsibility for providing instructions to the Attorney General's chambers in defence of the claim and her role as the principal witness to the event at the heart of the litigation. The report has now been released on Tinwald's Register of Business. You can find it in full and read more on this story at manxradio.com. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. It was revealed this week that the great Laxey fares to make a return after a gap of two years. In the interim period, a new committee was formed to come up with new ideas to revitalise the event just to bring people to the village. Justin Ball from the Laxey and Lonnon Heritage Trust said uh, what people can actually expect this year. Oh, you can expect all sorts. Um, it, it's on the 6th of July which is obviously the day after Tim Wald but in conjunction with um, Manx National Week that Lawrence Skelly is organising so it's free to enter um, we have a souvenir programme which is £2 the fair is at 12 till 5 and at 1 o'clock there'll be the classic parade by the children of Laxey School and they will go down onto the washing floors they'll sing some songs the kids will be singing all the classics like the Laxey Wheel and we'll have craft stalls charity stalls food vendors fair games and a, a tea and cake tent hopefully so it's, it's going to be quite good now there was a feeling wasn't there that in the last few years that maybe it had become a little bit tired and a little bit repetitive and that i think was one of the tasks of the new committee to give it a new impetus and how you, have you managed to do that i think we have actually um we've got we've got a great team together i mean it is, i have to say it is very hard organizing events and you do have to come up with new things all the time. So we do have an event coordinator on the team and she's just very good at coming up with new ideas. So there's lots of different things to bring to it. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Banks Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six, do you know what a squiggly career is? Well, find out at 6.30. Chris Kinley with Greatest Hits. Morris Powell with a little light music at 9. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T.